Are you a CrossFit coach or maybe a box owner looking to learn more about nutrition? You want to help support the athletes that come to your box, maybe have some one-on-one clients. And we all know nutrition is the foundation. We all talk about the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete. And nutrition is at the base. It's like building a house. You can't build the attic first. You can't worry about performance and sport without working on the foundation. And that's what nutrition is. So maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a box owner, maybe you're just an athlete looking to potentially earn a little more income, develop a new income stream as a nutrition coach. Well, you could check out the Own Your Eating Certificate course. We review fundamental nutrition principles, as well as teaching you how to implement flexible eating, that's macro counting, and assist others with their tracking of macros. The cool thing about it is you're going to learn so much for yourself. Even if you didn't want to coach anyone else, but you simply wanted to learn more about tracking macros, you will get so much out of this course. It'll be the last thing you ever have to read, study, purchase, because you're going to get so much information. As well as sharing nutrition experience with you, Own Your Eating will also teach you how to coach others so that you can really make a difference with the people in your community and your lives. Maybe you need to finally get your mom to track macros. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you you put on the quarantine 15 and you're looking to just lose a few LBs, a few pounds yourself. This will teach you all of that. And the cool thing about macros, the cool thing about the way in which we at On Your Eating teach you is it's really sustainable. The business setup and marketing strategies are also included. So if you do really want to make this a side deal or a side hustle, You'll, you'll have all the tools you'll ever need to do. And in addition to that, if you're a level three CrossFit coach, you can earn CEUs to help you revalidate. And we also give CEUs for NASM as well as AFA. So you can check that out. For me, every few years, I need to re-up my L4, you know, no big deal, L4 coach, but this will help you do it. So If you're interested in learning more about the Own Your Eating Certificate course, you can go to courses.ownyoureating.com. Or if you just go to ownyoureating.com, right up in the header there, it says become a coach. You can click on that. And with the code BESTHOUR, that's B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, BESTHOUR, you'll get 15% off. Go check it out now. I was the one, along with Roz, who helped put this all together. So... I really understand that if you have questions for me about it, of course, you can reach out, but I really believe in it. I've put hundreds of people through this course. It's the way I learned how to track macros. It's the way I've been tracking macros for over five years, and I think you will absolutely love it. So go check it out again, courses.ownyoureating.com, and use that code BESTHOUR for 15% off. For once, I'm not the grumpy one on this show. Hmm. It's a little, it's a little Jay Ackerman today. I'm, I'm gonna a be grumpy Jay. Jo- I'm gonna be the jovial of the two of us. Um, but here's a topic that makes most gym owners super happy. How many members have you ever had complain about your coaching staff? <laughs> Everybody. At one point, I mean, at one point or another, every member will eventually complain about one coach. Which we could literally just end this podcast right there. We got Meaning. a question. We got a question in the DM. We get a lot of questions in the DM, but this one I, I thought was worth 
uh, worth bringing up because it, it is something that you're going to have to deal with as a, as a box owner. Um, but I do think you should deal with it. If you don't have your own context, just deal with it with our context, which is I, I don't care who comes in your gym to coach. Somebody will have beef with them. 100%. Doesn't matter if you're a level one fresh out of your seminar or a level four with, you know, 15 years of experience. That's just human nature. Not everyone will get along with everyone. People, I mean, like Lindsay's here. She's an amazing coach. And like, you know, I've, I've heard grumblings like so-and-so doesn't like the, what she did in the warm-up. And I was like, cool story. Did you snatch better? I'm like, then I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I had a call with somebody today that listens to this podcast, really nice guy. And he was asking me all sorts of questions about how you deal with different types of people and blah, blah, blah. And it was, you know, I think a lot of times people want this easy answer of here it is, you know, here's the handbook of how to deal with these types of people, these types of people, et cetera. And what, what I really just kept coming back to is, you know, have those conversations, talk to them and, you know, hindsight being 2020 and being more mature. Now I realize the people that didn't like me when I was coaching at any number of boxes really probably could have been rectified with a conversation. Like, here's how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Is there something I can do better? Why do you act this way? You know, during the whiteboard brief, why do you feel like you're, you don't need to pay attention or et cetera. But the point is you need to have conversations. Yeah, I mean, almost every one of these scenarios where I've had, you know, somebody who was a little bit grumpy, it's just, just go, this is how you can solve most of these problems. Like when you say go have these conversations, let me be even more clear. Go directly to the source of this complaint. And we've talked about this on the podcast. It's never everybody in air quotes. It's never all of the people in air quotes. It's never any of that thing and any of that stuff. It's one, maybe two on the high end, maybe five people. Now I'm not saying that there hasn't been some scenarios where somebody's like, everybody in the gym hates this person. Like that's probably a real scenario, but it, it is. But that person is legit an asshole and you probably already know that. So yeah, and that's, it's not, it's not all that those are one offs. That's a unicorn, just a real shitty unicorn. The um, everything else say, go to, go directly to the source and be like, what's up? I heard you were upset about this. And it's almost, almost never what you got. It's a bad game of telephone. Yeah, and I was going to say, typically when it's like a cluster of people, like five, it's really one grabbing their friends. Yeah, and it was just like, you think this too, right? And they're like, I guess, maybe, yeah, sure, yeah whatever. I, I don't like her either. Well, what was the point of this? So go on. Was there more to this? Because like you said, we kind of solved it. Like, Well, no, we, so we had, a, we had a, a kind of a specific question. And this, this scenario, again, is not, not unique but there's some overlapping topics that we've covered that on this question we got. So, um, but it's anyway, he goes, so I had a question. I thought you guys uh, would have some great insight on it, possibly for a podcast episode, which you're very welcome. Here it is. You may have already covered it, but I didn't see it digging through. We have a level one coach who does a good job with athletes is prepared, works hard and is humble. Some of the athletes have been advocating for this person to get on the schedule there are also a good chunk of athletes uh, who are the level of this person in their fitness and wouldn't be able to learn much from them. Debatable. Some uh, that have already verbally told me that they would prefer that this person didn't coach. Um, 
this person doesn't have pull-ups, muscle-ups, handstand push-ups, but has good knowledge of weightlifting. Uh, the person is a little bit on the bigger side. Um, the My question is, right? So, and we'll get to that in just a second. My question is this. I feel like the model some gyms have gotten away with for a is just throwing anyone with a level one in front of a class. I have, a, I have other coaching options and don't need this person to coach. I feel torn. I recognize th that they have amazing, amazing potential as a coach and would take personality over performance um, any day of the week. However, in a more competitive industry now, is there a basic level of athleticism required as a coach? Obviously, there's a lot of gray, but I thought it would make a good topic for you guys to discuss. I'm not necessarily looking for an answer as it's a subjective decision. It's accurate, uh, but I thought it'd be helpful for others as well. So, like I said, not unique, but there are some little wrinkles in here that, that can make navigating this a little bit challenging. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of questions in there. I mean, the first thing I think we should dive into is the whole fitness thing. You know, the, you know, and you said debatable after the statement where he, he said something like most of the members are fitter, so they're not going to learn anything from them. Correct. Which is, you know, I was trying to think of an analogy. It would be like, you know, Kendrick, I've got an analogy. I've got one. You're the least fit person that I know. <laughs> and you could, and I've seen you coach a lot of people really, really well. Well, oh, who's that a compliment? Uh, kind of. I think. Yeah, Who's this? Who it was about? Yeah, I told you, I'm the I'm the jovial one today. No, but it would be like I was thinking, like having Kendrick Ferris come to your box, Olympian, who struggles with maybe butterfly pull-ups, and being like, ah, can't really learn anything from this dude, right? Or it's anybody. Also, I mean, I mean, we could go back in the archives. There's a video of uh, I think him doing. It's either Elizabeth or Grace. Grace, yeah. At, and he does it in like four and a half minutes, which I'm sure there's a whole host of people that listen to this podcast that have a faster than four minute grace. Absolutely. I've, I've actually referenced that grace recently saying, you know, he was so hell bent on keeping his form tight that he lacked intensity, but I mean, his form was tight and I don't, I, I disagree with that statement altogether. That is so far outside that guy's true that. Meta, metabolic capacity that he's not, he shouldn't be able to do that. That's not what he does. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. That's a valid point. Um, you know, so I think we can kind of brush that comment aside. I, I had a coach who came into my box and over a couple of years, he lost over a hundred pounds. He became a coach. I don't think I ever saw him do a pull up, you know, struggled to squat below parallel just because of, you know, his size, but people loved him. So. Do you help a lot of people? Yeah. I mean, people, not only did they love him just because he cared a tremendous amount, but, you know, he, they admired the fact that he was trying. You know, it's an inspiration. It, it, he was very inspirational. He still is. Um, so I think it's important to, to recognize that. I don't, yeah, do I think it'd be nice to have some level of fitness amongst your coaching staff? Sure. But to me, more important than your fitness level is your level of dedicated, dedication to coaching, your level of dedication to improving I'd much rather see my coaches in the corner doing squat therapy than, you know, trying to do, you know, some new squat program or doing their individualized program. Like if you're doing squat therapy, if you're working on your muscle up transition, if you're practicing the KIP that we teach at the level one, 
all good. Like, it doesn't matter to me how fit you are. I mean, you could look at this through two different lenses, and it doesn't matter which direction you look at it through. It, you still see the same thing, which is, okay, well, neither one of these are true. Somebody can't do something. A coach doesn't mean that people can't learn from them. And on the flip side of that coin, if I look at somebody who's very fit, that doesn't mean that they're a good coach. So those, those two things are not dependent on each other. Like they are completely separate. Now we would all be remiss and completely naive to just gloss over the fact that do you get some credibility based on what you look at, what you look like in the fitness industry? Of, of course. course. Like it would be silly and just absolutely moronic to suggest anything other than that. But it doesn't mean you know what you're doing. It just means you're fit. Now you can use that to your advantage. And if you are super fit and you're a great trainer and you're a nice person, well, right. Now you got the whole bag and you can do a lot of good things with that. But one is not required to the other. And to some extent, it's it's one of the things that, you know, anybody who's who who kind of uh, fancied themselves a fitness nerd, for instance, probably can feel the same way is that there's a lot of people who we could all agree are very fit looking and don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like some of these celebrity trainers, like we, you, you watch them coach on stuff on some of these shows and you're like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You know? Yeah. Or having been on water on the waves last year and seeing some of the top CrossFit games athletes try to coach a class. Yeah. So I think there's just some under, I used to make this joke about, so, um, <laughs> When I was a, uh, I was a, uh, when I was in the Navy, I was a supply officer, so I was a su support. It's like the least sexy job in the Navy. Like everybody just takes a big crap on you all the time because everybody wants all their stuff and you never have it. But, so, and I worked probably half of my career in the spec ops community between EOD and the SEAL teams, and one of the ways that you could get people to assume you knew what you were talking about regardless of if you were the dumbest person in the room was just look fit particularly in those two communities if you just looked fit like you lifted weights and you could run a little bit and stuff like that people automatically gave you a little bit more respect and you could have been the biggest idiot ever and on the flip side of that if you were kind of a, a, a frumpy turd or something like that and didn't know how to wear your uniform and were the smartest cat on earth everybody thought you were a piece of trash so yes looks are a thing it is we are frontally fixated eyeball creatures visually that's how we gauge people immediately it's just how we're built there's you i can't figure out if i like your personality by looking at you well well and then you, there's the yeah and it's really just a misconception of you know whether it's because you look good or even because you can do the movements that you can coach them i mean there's yeah you know, obviously games athletes look spectacular and they can do the movements, but I've seen people that, you know, don't necessarily have the aesthetics of a games athlete, but are very fit mm -hmm. and can't coach. Yeah. <laughs> right. They got, can't do either. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not just looks. I think looks, looks will, will um, hide your inability to coach performance will also hide it obviously somebody has to see you to acknowledge that mm -hmm. but ultimately neither of those things matter unless you actually are a good coach and that's now, so yeah i think everybody agrees there it, it is worth 
discussing. Now, sh- as a coach, you should be pursuing getting skills and trying to look fit. I, I, again, we that's worth acknowledging. You should look the part in of probably course. any in any industry that you w- walk into uh, or that you're working in. Now, do you have to be at the end state? On no. that day, no. Like you could be in route. Like we've all we've all been in route and are currently in route to somewhere, right? Professionally. So just acknowledging you're at where you're at, but like I should be trying to improve. And that that's in my personal opinion, that's all that's required. I don't care outside of that. Like, are you on the journey or not? If you're on the journey, then we're good, because you're gonna learn a lot of things on the journey, and that'll give you a lot of perspective and a lot of uh, it'll make you a better coach, quite frankly. But more importantly, how do you handle this with the coaching staff, like no shit. What's the conversation, right? So I come to you and I'm like, listen, that new guy, Todd Ochochochocho, whatever his last name is. I don't really like that dude. I don't think he should be coaching. And you're you're a member, or you're yeah. part of my staff. No, I'm the I'm a member. I'm like I've been here seven years, bro. And Ochochocho guy, like that guy, is I would, the worst. I think you have to follow that up with why. What don't you like about him? Oh, well, what I don't like about him is that, like, I've been here way longer than him, and I just don't know that he should be here on the floor coaching me. I mean, I'm a pretty good athlete. I have, like, a six-minute frame. I'm good. <laughs> you know, and, and obviously that's going to come up, and depending on who it is, obviously if it's Todd, you quickly explain his credentials. But even if it's not, you say, I mean, in, in, a, in a scenario where this is a reality, I would say, hey, I know you've been a longtime member here. We really appreciate it. You're one of the you know best members we have. You're you know, give a couple of compliments. You show up on time. You push hard. You, you always cheer everybody on. I need you as that member to do me a favor and help me bring Todd up. That was good. Was it? Yeah. I, that, yeah. But no, I think that's the appropriate strategy, which is uh, on the onset of that conversation, we're on opposite teams hopefully by the end of that conversation we're on the same team and i've asked you to help me do something yeah accidentally i got it right there yeah. you go well i mean it goes back to what i was saying earlier for so many people i mean you have to understand coaching is an interpersonal skill and something that you need to develop and 10 years ago i would not have reacted the same way as i just did but you learn and you have to mature and you have to talk to people and most of the time when it's something like this, it's that person's probably feeling a little inadequate. They're probably, you know, feeling like, Hey, I, I deserve that spot, whether they want to coach or not. You know, I was overlooked and, and you, and you have to just talk to them. You have to get to the root of it. So uh, there's probably one of two scenarios here and there might be a third, but I'm not aware of what it is. I, and I'm speaking solely from my experience in CrossFit gyms and talking to a lot of other gym owners. So the first scenario is far more likely, which is most of my coaches have come up underneath me and they were former members and then I created them and they, and they turned out to be pretty good coaches, like whatever, whatever you want that to look like. The second scenario is I hire somebody from outside who comes with the credentials and, and is good to go. The second one is actually easier which is just like hey you just got to get to know them they're really really good they have a ton of experience if there's an if there's an actual interpersonal issue there then we'll have to address it but for the most part what that person's just complaining about is like they don't like new 
right? Yeah, that's a fair like, point. I don't like the new, nobody likes change. Nobody likes change anything, right? You already know how your members are. If you move the rubber bands five feet to the left on the same wall, they can't find them because they're just creatures of habit. So the first one is actually is more realistic and is largely the one that I have dealt with many, many times with virtually every coach I've ever CrossFit Rife, which is you bring on a new coach and they are a new coach and by default, not that great. So let's just assume, just assume they're immediately like the least experienced person on your staff, which makes them the worst. So first, you should already know what that coach's weak spot are. And I don't mean like they are, they're not good at coaching the snatch. I mean, based on teaching, seeing, correcting, group management, presence and attitude demonstration. You should already know what that, what those things are. And most people would fall largely in one of two categories, right? They either have a great personality or they're pretty smart on the technical aspect of coaching, right? Very few people can do both because it requires a lot of conf confidence and a lot of experience. So when the person comes to talk to you, you should be armed with the fact that you already know that. Hey, I know Jay's new, he's working. He's working and is gonna get better just like everybody else we've brought through here. I need you to cut him some slack because he's new. But for the most part, most gyms are not just like, poof, I made a perfect coach in one day. Like it's a process. And just having your members be okay with the fact that like it's a process and simply just reminding them of that I've never had anybody take the conversation further than that. Yeah. And I think, again, you just being honest about it, you know, you telling your member that, Hey, we know they're not perfect. Hey, we know they need to develop this skill. Hey, you know, we know this is where they're weak, but, but didn't you notice how great their presence and attitude was, or didn't you notice class ran on time? You know, there's so many other things we can do to show them, hey, this person's not perfect. I'm aware of that, but they are really exceptional in certain areas. Yeah, oh, and again, just being armed with the answer to just to display that. So most people, why? so they, like Beg's question is like, why are people complaining? They're complaining because they think you're not aware of it. They're like, hey, yeah. I think you need to know that this person is not good to, is not good to go. Like they're assuming they're assuming incorrectly like your members always do that you're unaware of the shit that's going on in your gym that you spend 25 hours a day thinking about. Yeah. And they're like, you're like, ah, oh, this, this coach doesn't have a ton of time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fully aware of that. Like I hired them. Like, what are you talking about? So when they come to you, be like, yeah, you know, just say something like, I'm glad you brought that up. That is actually in the training plan that we're trying to get them up to speed on. Um, but we have to do that because we lost, you know, so-and-so coach who was here for five years. And remember when that coach was not that great when you were here, cause you've been here seven years and you had a lot of beef with, uh, Bobby or Sally. And now you love Bobby or Sally because we brought them up and they've gotten better. Same thing's going to happen here. I just need you to be a little patient with me. And if you've got feedback, please let me know so that I can address that with a coach so that we can keep you happy. Yeah. And that's, I was going to say the same thing, you know, Hey, I would love to hear back from you in two weeks. Let me know if it's improving, you know, and that way, like you said earlier, we're on the same team. You've given them a task. They feel like they're an integral part in this coach's development and the decisions of the box, even if that's not the case. 
it's yeah it's definitely not the case like you're not giving them power uh but you can use their feedback constructively right so like you can just i'll give you a couple different like like practical examples hey on thursday whatever that is like we're doing muscle ups when you come into class on Thursday, what I'd really appreciate your feedback on is I would like you to tell me what you think of this person's ability to walk everybody through the muscle up progression. That's the only thing I'd like your feedback on, right? So now they're not mad about anything because now they're engaged and they're trying to do something productive with that time so that they can help the gym. So ask them for their feedback, ask them for their very specific feedback on something that could be useful. And now everybody's on the same page. They feel good about it. You feel good about it. The coach will improve. But at no point should you, I, I do think this is important. You're not bringing these people into the fold to give them authority or power over your coaching staff. That's not what you're doing. No. And you know, I hope that's not what's coming across. You're, you're basically making this kind of pain in the ass member feel good and feel like they play a role. I mean, they could be a pain in the ass. They could be not be a pain in the ass. Uh, you could you could be a victim of your own success depending on how long your gym is open, how good your coaching staff are. Let's just say everybody on staff has been there for four years. Let's assume that the gap between them and the new person is fairly wide. What are the scenario is there other than an outside hire, which you may not be able to afford? Yeah, I mean, and that's true. Like the more successful you are, potentially the more coaches you need. Maybe your box is doing well enough, like rife where you can bring in you know coaches want to come to you to work for you so yeah and i mean regardless of how good the coach is making sure the listeners understand it's it's normal that someone will be unhappy not everyone likes everyone for sure and, and again like where you started this and how we we kick this off is like communication is key right so whether you have interns that are going through the process and like fumbling things around uh, you know, we have interns here. We also run the CDP here. Next one is in later this month in September. So sign up, three-day course. But we prep the members for that. And the members have seen enough people come through the CDP course where they actually, to some degree, like they ease up on the new people. They're like, I feel sorry for this guy because I know he's going to get just pummeled with feedback uh, from Fern for three days. So I'm going to cut this dude some slack. If you've got good members and you've got a good community, they will treat them appropriately. So as I'm talking this out, that's a pretty good point, which is if you have people that are just savages in your gym and just tear people apart, unfortunately, that's probably a reflection of you. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like parenthood, right? If, if your kid's a jerk, maybe you're a jerk. And I think yeah. a lot of that is trickle down. It's the culture of your box. If you're not open-minded, if you're not, you know, treating everybody this way, it, it's not unusual to see your members do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, from a, from a leadership standpoint, if you allow people to be, what's the word I'm looking for? If you allow people to be really harsh with other human beings, they will do that. If you teach people that compassion is actually probably the better option and having a little empathy is the best route, that's how they'll, that's how they conduct themselves. Yeah. And, and as a box owner, knowing you're going to bring people on, it's imperative. It's very important that you act this way. You have to, and, you have to. And I'd say 
even as the box owner, making sure you talk to these members regularly, you, you have these conversations. Cause I know as a box owner, there were members I didn't necessarily like that maybe didn't like me a ton. And I kind of just brushed them off where, you know, in retrospect, I wish I would have had those, you know, it's a tough conversation. Hey, mm-hmm. we clearly don't see eye to eye on some of this stuff. Can we talk about it? You know, they're, they're paying you, they're coming in they They obviously like aspects of the gym. Maybe it's not you, or maybe you're one of the coaches, but it's the same thing I told this guy on the call this morning. I was like, you got to talk to, you don't, you know, and, and like we've said in the past, you never know what someone else is going through. The other thing that you should do here, and we're kind of going a little bit backwards here, but it's fine, is if the is the first time the members get notified or the first time they have an opportunity to kind of give you some feedback is when the person's already hired and they're in and that's a, that's a done deal. That's on you. Like you should have gotten some feedback and had some discussions with people prior to that, right? Assuming your box is not, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people and you have all this other stuff going on you know, at some point you, you scale up and you have to do some other stuff. But if, if you're with what most gyms are, which is a small business, and I don't mean like small business by the small business association category. I mean, like you have two employees in your business and it's 150 members. Get some feedback for, from people along the way. Like ask them how they, how they feel about this person during the internship, ask them how they feel about them, you know, and let them know, be like, Hey, he's going on the schedule, like live this month. Like, I really want your feedback. You can avoid all of this stuff. If you headed off at the pass, just let people know, be like, Hey, we're working on it. I need your feedback so that we can get up to speed faster. And none of this stuff ever happens anymore. Absolutely. I mean, that's it. It comes back down to communication. I hope that helps. Uh, like, I mean, again, this is like, there's no like right or wrong answer here. This is your ability to communicate with people. So you get, you have to be ahead. We have a, like a running thing in a gym, which is always like, there is no such thing as over communication. Like it does not exist, particularly as the number of people that you deal with scales up. Like you have to over communicate, like just communicate over and over and over and just beat people with communication. You can avoid a lot of these problems. Um, but we love these questions. They're super relevant and super practical for gym owners and coaches to be aware of. So if you guys have questions, send them. We will happily address them on the show. Um, but yeah, this this is one that every gym is going to go through. Like 100% of gyms are going to deal with this scenario. So you should be prepared to handle it. Yeah, and I think just to wrap it up, I would just add to this. Remember, you're the boss. You're in charge. You know, it's important to give your members a voice. It's important to listen to them, but ultimately you have to make the decisions that you feel are best for you and for your community. That's it. Take care of people. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. If you haven't already do us a favor, head over to the Apple podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up best hour of their day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.